and gentlemen, to the No Name Sports Show! Hype. I like it. As always, I'm Evan Money. And I'm JT. Just Trevor. Trevor, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing better. Doing good. As you you know, you know, I wasn't at work last night. Yes. Yes. I I do know that. I was there. I witnessed it. I saw that you were gone. Uh very upsetting. Very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um glad you're feeling better though. Um <clears throat> wanna start off this episode with a serious moment. I know I get a little crazy from time to time. Um, and I know we get a little haywire here. Um, first off, our condolences go out to Anthony Rumble Johnson's family um, and all his loved ones. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Anthony Rumble Johnson passed away at the age of 38 years old. Uh, had an illness that he had been battling for over a year and um, ended up losing that battle. Um, he was a former uh, UFC knockout artist bellator knockout artist um put on some great fights um again it's always rough to see somebody uh so young uh lose their life and uh very tragic so yeah our condolences go out to his family um and always sad to see uh see anybody pass away so um so you said he's been fighting a like a disease like, yeah, he had, he had been sick for uh, for well over a year, um, and <clears throat> not there's not exactly like a hundred percent sure on you know what exactly uh, what exactly it was. Um, it, you know, it happened a few days ago, but. Uh, he had definitely been um, battling it for for a while, and I think things just like progressively got worse and worse. Um, I do believe that it was uh, some form of kind of like the same thing that like uh, Chadwick Boseman kind of had. Yeah, uh, yeah, nobody really knew about that either. Yeah, I mean, it seemed it seemed like whatever that is is like, uh, <clears throat> you know, kind of just shows up, wreaks havoc, and then just kind of moves on from there. Um, so yeah, definitely, it's like I said, it's 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 rough, it's tragic, it's not something that you like to see, um, and you know, nobody nobody likes it when people get cut down uh, early on in their in their life or, you know, I say that, but he's 38. He was at the, you know, probably winding down towards the end of his, his fighting career. Um, he had retired already kind of, I say kind of cause MMA fighters don't ever actually fully, fully retire. Mm -hmm. They, uh, wait around for Jake Paul to call him out. So, um, but yeah, definitely tragic. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. We got a lot. Uh, we actually got a lot of football to talk about, <clears throat> and uh, 
some MMA, uh, some other MMA news that we want to talk about. So let's go ahead and knock out uh, hockey first, um, and uh, we'll kind of move through uh, the ranks here. Um, so not much, too much to update on with the, the NHL world. Uh, big injury that did take place, though, was Marc-Andre Fleury, the starting goaltender for the Minnesota Wild. He's been placed on IR with an upper body injury. So uh, Marc-Andre Fleury has been a fucking phenomenal goaltender for a long, long time. He's won several Stanley Cups with uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, and it's just for, like, being 35, I think he's at 34 or 35. Just playing on top of his game, uh, so hopefully he gets healthy soon and comes back. It's always been a joy to watch him play. Um, Bruins are still sitting number one in the power rankings, with the, the Devils right behind them. I think those are two of the most exciting teams to be watching right now. But not a lot of changing and change-ups in like uh, where people are sitting at as far as inside of the divisions so that's pretty much it for hockey for now until till more happens yeah and again i think it's just one of those things like we said you know it's it's so early in the season um not a whole lot of big news comes out um over to uh the world of basketball i think probably the biggest one right now is that uh the biggest story coming out right now is that the Kyrie Irving suspension saga is kind of winding down. It seems like um, he's expected to return to play on Sunday. Uh, I would keep an eye on that if you're, you know, obviously a Nets fan because it's it's always kind of hit and miss. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what, what they're gonna. That whole situation is just weird. Um, Aside from that, you know, injury-wise, looking across the league, there are definitely uh, the injury bugs hitting quite a bit. Uh, a lot of big names are, are out. Uh, a lot of them are day-to-day, too. So, um, again, with it, with it being so young in the season, it's definitely kind of rough to kind of see where they're going. Um, some of the big names that are, you know, being talked about in trade rumors, um, obviously still the whole Russell Westbrook saga out there in LA is, is going to be one to keep an eye on. Um, a lot of the one name that's kind of surprising to see pop up, uh, is Julius Randall from the New York Knicks. Uh, if that's something that actually will happen, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, as far as the standings, you know, looking at the Eastern conference, uh, you know, the Celtics are riding an eight-game win streak right now, so they're looking extremely hot. Um, you know, the uh, the team that's kind of on the downside and kind of sliding a little bit is the C- Cleveland Cavaliers. They've fallen to – they've lost the last five games. Um, <clears throat> and looking over to the West, uh, the Trailblazers are sitting atop of the West right now. Um, they're looking extremely good. The uh, Sacramento Kings are on a four-game win streak, which didn't really expect to see that happen. Um, I think probably the biggest matchup that everybody was excited to see um, early on in the season was the Warriors versus the Suns. And um, although 
Steph Curry played very, very well. Uh, they ended up losing, and uh, the game the it was a, it was a crazy good game though. Uh, Suns ended up winning 130 to 119, and Steph Curry dropped 50 points. So definitely a big game from Steph, but it didn't help um, against the team effort that was coming from the Suns. So there's that. Um, moving forward. I know we just like killed like the first like 10 minutes. Like it was nothing. Um, moving forward though, we're going to, I want to get into um, probably the biggest thing uh, that's uh, happened over the weekend uh, since we last had a conversation about sports was uh, UFC 281. Israel Adesanya uh, versus uh, Alex uh, Perea. Um, this was an interesting fight because Adesanya had lost twice previously to to Perea in, but that was in kickboxing. Um, so let's uh, let's kind of move down the card a little bit before we get to that result. Um, Frankie Edgar had his his very last fight um, in the UFC of all time. Uh, you know, one of the greatest to ever step through. Um, he ended up losing by knockout um, by a flying knee in the first round to Chris Gutierrez. Um, you know, hats off to Frankie being in there as old as he is. Um, it was definitely not the way he wanted to have a get you know sent off, but. Uh, Definitely, you know, good to see him be able to finish out a career and go out on his terms. Um, I don't know, do, Trev. Do you know much about uh, Frankie Edgar? Um, I don't. You're you're a lot more versed with the UFC than, than I am. I know BJ Penn. Fair enough. Well, Frankie Edgar is the one that ended up beating BJ Penn. Um, to make BJ Penn kind of. I wouldn't say obsolete, but started the downfall of BJ Penn's career. Okay. Um, Dan Hooker had a weird fight versus uh, Claudio. Uh, probably saying this wrong. Uh, Poles, Poles, whatever. Claudio just sucked. The kid kept trying to like shoot down on Dan Hooker. Um, Dan was just more than happy to stand with him. Uh, early in the first round, it looked like, uh, Dan was probably going to have to submit to a heel hook. He ended up getting out of it. Um, and then just finishing the kid. Um, the third fight on the card was Daniel Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Uh, Poirier came out on top, uh, with a third round submission, rear naked choke. Um, Dustin Poirier is a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit, and he is just a huge, giant weight. He's the most overhyped fighter in the UFC. Um, he lost to Conor McGregor when Conor was on the rise. He beat Conor once when Conor really probably wasn't taking the sport super seriously. And then getting a win against the guy who broke his leg – like in the middle of a fight, I don't really count that as like, oh, that's a good victory. But like, 
Dustin puts on this like fake guy persona that he's like super nice, but he's really just a piece of shit. Like he talks a lot of shit and he acts like he's so fucking good, but he's really not that good. People need to get off of his dick. Um, on to the co-main event uh, for the women's uh, strawweight title. Carla Esparza put her title on the line against uh, Whaley Zhang. And uh, Whaley Zhang came out with a win uh, in the second round. Submission, rear naked choke. Um, this was one of those fights where you could just clearly tell that Carla was just being outclassed. Um, she... She definitely wasn't the aggressor, and uh, Whaley just was on her the entire time. So, definitely a, uh, I think Whaley could hold the title for quite some time, but I thought that the first time, and she ended up losing it. So, that'll be interesting to see what's going to happen there. Uh, Strawweight division's kind of weak right now. Not a whole lot of contenders coming up. Um so, yeah, there's that. Um, on to the main event, though, the one that I know Trevor wanted to watch, but he didn't show up because he uh, felt like he wasn't invited. But he's always invited, and I'm saying that online. Um, Israel Asana put his middleweight title up against Alex Pereira. And, again, I'm probably butchering Alex's last name. But uh, Israel basically was dominating the fight for most of the, the you know, most of the fight. Um he looked really good. He was using a lot of wrestling, which isn't something that he, you know, is known for doing. He he looked in his stand up, he looked a little uncomfortable, like he knew, like, oh, I could get this guy could beat me. Um, but in the fifth round, going into the fifth round, um, Izzy definitely had a three to one advantage for sure. Um and Alex's corner definitely told him, like, hey, you need to knock this guy out. And he did. Um, it was TKO to punches. It was a good stoppage. I, I'm not one of those people that's like, I want to see the guy flat on his face getting hammer-fisted three times. Like, his legs were wobbling. He was going out. Um, he said that he wasn't. Um, you know, hats off to Izzy, though, because he took the loss like a, a fucking true champion. Um, he did. I saw the tweet. Is respectable yeah, he, and stand true to himself. He fucking uh, made some anime references in it. Yeah, he uh, he definitely yeah. Like I said, he definitely took it on the chin. No pun intended. Um, so that's 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 good. I, I have a lot of respect for that. Um, however, literally, <laughs> uh what is it, 18 hours ago, um, Israel Adesanya was arrested at JFK International for possession of metal knuckles. Was he really? <laughs> yeah. There's not a whole lot about it because, it, I mean, obviously it just happened. Um, but he, uh, you know, he again, he's he's a smart guy. He did comply and he was able to go home, but you know, that definitely could have been a lot worse for him. Yeah, breast knuckles are very illegal. Yeah, it makes you wonder though. It's like why, why, why did, why did he even have them? He's like one of the best fighters in the world. 
probably like a cool collectible or something. Yeah, because it's not like he's going to need to use those in a, just like in a street fight if somebody tries to start something with him. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, let's see, other big news coming out. Um, the UFC announced that Yair Rodriguez and Josh Emmett would be fighting for the UFC interim featherweight title belt. Um, and the reason for that is because at UFC 284, um, Alexander, Vol- Alexander Volkanovsky will be set to fight Islam Makachev for the 155-pound belt. Um, I'm excited to see that because I hate Volkanovsky, and he's going to just get destroyed. So, um, we hope. Yeah, we hope. Um, some other big fights coming down the uh, the pipeline to keep an eye out for. Um, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson versus Kevin Holland. Uh, Jared Cannonier versus Sean Strickland. And uh, the next pay-per-view event is actually going to be headlined by uh, Yuri... Uh, I can't ever fucking say his name properly. Pro Prochoff... I don't even... He's got a cool fucking haircut. That's all I got to say, but he doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> but it's for the light heavyweight title. He's going to be defending it against Glover Teixeira. Their first fight was fucking phenomenal. It was awesome to watch. Uh, Jan Blahovich is going to be fighting. I like how I can get Blahovich right, but I can't get fucking Yuri's name right. Sorry, um, Yuri. Yeah. Uh, but Blahovich versus, uh, <laughs> again, uh, Anaclave. Um, how I can get those names right again. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, that's going to be a fucking awesome fight as well. Um, we also get to see, uh, Patty Pimbleton going against Jared, uh, Gordon. Um, so that'll be fucking awesome on that same card. You're going to get to see Alexander Gustafson versus, uh, OSP. And, um, yeah, so it, it, it should be good. Um, a lot of big stuff coming out of the UFC. Um, a lot of good stuff coming out of the UFC, and uh, super pumped for that. Did so? Did you know that Pimbleton is not Irish? No, I thought he was Irish for the longest time. I think everybody does. Yeah, he's not. He's just from Northern England. His accent is called Scouse. Scouse. Sounds pretty. Sounds pretty Irish, but uh, apparently not. Not Irish at all. Well, I think wait, is it the Patty that? Yeah, the Patty is probably what people are like. Well, that hey, hey Patty. It it does sound his accent does sound fairly Irish, but this probably maybe just because we're Americans and we don't know any better. Stupid Americans. Stupid, stupid Americans is what we are. Um, anyway, so yeah, on to the NFL. Now, I'm going to read the scores off here, Trevor. And if there's something you want to talk about, you just you just say, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Okay. So we're starting again with arguably one of the a, a game that you weren't expecting to be competitive. 
because they were they're just not really that good of teams. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons visited the Carolina Panthers. Panthers came out on top, twenty-five to fifteen. Um, the Seattle Seahawks visited the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers came away twenty-one to sixteen. Yep, yep, that was a rough game to watch. It was. I was expecting a whoa, 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 whatever there, but uh, it was a little interesting. Uh, I don't want to say they were trying to make excuses. But a lot of the Seahawks players and coaching staff all came out, and we're talking about the field conditions. But I don't think I've seen any of the Buccaneers talking about them, so maybe it's just because they won, they didn't have anything to complain about. I don't know. Very convenient that cheater Tom Brady. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he paid off the field crew. No, um... he might have. Let's see. Uh, moving on, we had uh, what I thought was going to be a fucking phenomenal game, and it ended up being a good game. The Minnesota Vikings visited the Buffalo Bills. Uh, game went to overtime. Minnesota came out on top, thirty-three to thirty. Justin Jefferson had probably one of the greatest catches of all time in this game. If you didn't get a chance to see it, go fucking watch it. It's fucking phenomenal. Um, just goes to show though, that the Vikings are for real. They're not a joke. Um, the Detroit lions visited the Chicago bears. Lions came out on top, uh, 31 to 30. The Denver Broncos visited the Tennessee Titans. Titans came away with the win 17 to 10. The Jacksonville Jaguars visited the Kansas city chiefs. Chiefs came out on top 27 to 17. Go ahead. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you, Patrick Mahomes, for carrying me to another fantasy football win. Um, <clears throat> so there were a couple of questionable things that happened here in the Kansas City game. Uh, I know, obviously, first off, me being a Chiefs fan, we obviously talk about it all, talk about the Chiefs every chance we get. Um, but uh, did you happen to see the hit on Juju Smith-Schuster? Uh, no, I didn't watch that game at all. Okay, well, so the the hit was definitely very questionable. Um, the safety came in. I wouldn't say led with his head, but um, there was definitely helmet-to-helmet contact. Juju should have been deemed as a defenseless uh, player, and that, that wasn't the call. Um, the thing I hate about this though, is that like, he had like the guy that did it. I don't want to call him out. Um, he, he had another big hit on, uh, I can't even remember who it was. I think it was MVS and he, he like hit him before the ball got there and then was like celebrating. And I always think that that's like so fucking like stupid. Like you clearly broke a rule and then you're like trying to celebrate like you just did something fucking fantastic or like even the hit on juju like he got up and like flexed it's like dude you just look like a fucking douche now Mm -hmm. like you had to hurt somebody in order to fucking not even and you didn't even win that was the stupid part like it wasn't like you did it for a fucking victory you did it and you fucking you still lost uh 
I don't know. I just I, I think the whole thing is just the whole hitting eh, like I don't know. I just it's so weird because we're we're gonna talk about another uh, another incident that happens um, later on in you know Sunday night. And um, it's weird how like some positions get treatment, you know, better treatment than other positions. Um, they definitely do. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I um, you definitely didn't get a whoa, 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 whoa. Whenever we get there for me, so yeah. Um, okay, so moving on, the Cleveland Browns visited the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins came out on top, uh, thirty-nine to seventeen. The Houston Texans visited the New York Giants. Giants came away with the win, 24-16. The Saints visited the Steelers. Steelers were able to hold on for a win, 20-10. The Indianapolis Colts visited the Las Vegas Raiders. Colts came away with the win, 25-20. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. Can we just talk about Jeff Saturday for a second? Yeah. I'm glad you said it because I was getting ready to stop it and do it myself. Everybody... I mean, I had my doubts, but I didn't like say anything publicly. Jeff Saturday was uh, kind of like a hero in the the Colts world. This man never coached a game in his life. Came in and won his first game as a head coach. Yep. And you know what the sad part is about the whole like the whole thing is that like people are trying to turn it to like this race thing. I say people. It's literally like this one stupid lady on ESPN who's like, like, you're not allowed to hire whoever you want. Like, well, just stop. Okay. Just. They they did hire whoever they wanted. They hired Jeff Saturday, who's and, in their and, ring of honor. And they got upset about it because Reggie Wayne was on the coaching staff. But there's a reason why, I mean, it's the same thing, like why Eric B enemy is still an assistant or still a, a coordinator and not a head coach. It's because he probably doesn't interview well. But I mean, it's not even a probably. He, he it's been stated that he just doesn't interview well. Um, yeah, you know, shout out to Jeff Saturday getting his first dub. Um, I believe he, he he reinstated Matt Ryan as the starter. He did. So um, he didn't look too bad either. Twenty-one for twenty-eight, two hundred twenty-two yards and a touchdown. Yeah. And Jonathan Taylor, um, they got back to the run game, finally. So Jonathan Taylor had 22 carries for just shy of 150 yards. You know what's crazy to me though, hmm. that the fucking Raiders on paper look like they fuck they should be destroying people, and they just flat they like they they suck. Yeah. Like they clearly were the better team on that you know in that game. But holy shit, you suck! I mean, it kind of goes to show, like maybe the coaching does affect more than people think it does. Well, I mean, I said that you know, first time go around, and people were like telling me, like, now they're so talented, they'll be good, they'll be good. Trust me, they'll be good. I'm like, okay, like. Whatever you say. 
Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, Dallas Cowboys visited the Green Bay Packers. That game went into overtime. Packers came away with the win, uh, 31-28. to um, Speaking about the field conditions, mm-hmm. um, Aaron Rodgers actually said it's time for the league to go all grass, which I agree with. I, I fully agree with. Oh, he's not the only one. I mean, Thanks. yeah, but, you know, like he, he obviously was, you know, the big name that came out recently and said it. Yeah. I mean, people have been saying that for a long time. Um, I know it's like more expensive to like maintain grass fields, but let's be honest, like they can afford it. Yeah, and I mean, what's the you know what you're losing, what you're losing in, um, you know, marquee players that are getting hurt, um, to save a little bit of money. Like, yeah. come on, man. It's just not worth it. Just fucking yeah. get grass fields, make the players happy, keep injuries lower. It's really a fucking win-win. You might win more games. Chargers. <laughs> Chargers. Chargers. Um, anyway, okay. So uh, the Arizona Cardinals uh, visited the LA Rams. Cardinals came away with the win 27-17. Um, the LA Chargers visited the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers came away with the win 22 to 16. Yep. This is definitely a game we got to stop and talk about. I need the whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Thank Hold you. up. Um, spit facts right now. So people are going to say it doesn't matter as much because the 49ers ended up winning anyways. But they had uh, Greenlaw get ejected from the game uh, with about a minute left in the first half for a hit that I think you and I both have watched together and have both agreed should not have been called a flagrant foul. He was already going in for the, the hit. Um. The quarterback didn't give himself up, he, so he was getting tackled, and the trajectory of him getting tackled changed where he was moving. So it kind of ended up being a helmet-to-helmet contact, but Greenlaw like didn't put his helmet in or anything. It was like incidental contact, so I could see like a 15-yard penalty because he didn't also didn't really try to like move his head out of the way. But by no means did it appear to be flagrant. And he got ejected from the game for it, for something that was kind of just an incidental, not really his fault. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's football, you know, you expect hits like that to happen. And that goes back to my same point of, like, there's a hit like that where you're like, okay, how, how is this guy getting ejected? And then there's the hit on Juju where you're like, wait a minute. You literally just, like... The guys, the guys going into concussion protocol. Like, well, that's because quarterbacks are so much more protected than anybody else. Yeah, and it's it's so weird that like because it shouldn't be that way at all. Like, all the players should be out there. They should be safe. Um, you know, they should 
honestly be able to make a living, earn a living. They work very hard. And, um, yeah, you should never go out on the field fearing for, like, your health. Um, this isn't professional wrestling where that thing kind of happens a lot. Uh, but, yeah, very. I'm very weary on, like, because you have moments like that where clearly, like, the league probably, like, they probably overreacted to the hit. But then, again, the hit that happened on Juju definitely well, should have been, you know, something more. It wasn't even there. There wasn't even uh, a penalty for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said this earlier um, on in the season two on this excellent show of ours. Ever since that hit on uh, Tua, where like they kept him in the game, and then he ended up getting way more fucked up the next week because he was still playing with a concussion and very obviously should not have been playing. That is going to affect the rest of the season how they're going to treat hits on quarterbacks, and it's you know it's been proven to be right so far this year. It's like any time a quarterback gets hit. Uh, they're throwing flags left and right, even if it's completely clean. Yeah. Just like that, you know, going back a couple weeks to um, Frank, uh, not Frank Clark. Uh, who's your, who's your D end that Chris Jones. Yeah. Chris Jones. Chris Jones got the sack strip fumble recovery and they fucking. They're like, Oh, he landed all of his yeah. body weight on the, the quarterback. Yeah. It's like, just. Quarterbacks are, I get trying to protect them, but you can't protect them so much to where it affects how things turn out in the game. Like you're, you're literally changing. Well, they can't be the, they can't be the only ones that receive the protection. I think is what, what we're getting after here is like, there needs to be, because I mean, like, uh, you know, we were talking about like, where what we were talking about in the middle of when we're talking about the chiefs game, like, Juju was a defenseless, deemed as a defenseless receiver, according to one referee, but not the refs in the game. Like, I'm not saying that the refs that, you know, get to sit there and watch it from their ivory towers, you know, that are given their analysis are, you know, better by any means, but. Well, I think there needs to be a big change when it comes to like how the refereeing is done. I think implementing a sky judge would be a good thing um because you know we're human nobody's perfect so you're you're refs are gonna miss calls there's nothing wrong with having a team of officials watching the game um from a different perspective and able to go back in and communicate with the refs on the field and get calls made just like we saw that um also in the the, I think it was still the Chargers 49ers game where one of the Chargers tight ends um, was like face masked to the ground and ended up fumbling the ball and they missed the call. So the, they still got the, they still lost the ball when they really probably shouldn't have because it should have been a 15 yard face mask penalty. Yeah. And it was like clearly evident, but because they don't have a way to go back and 
review those plays, you're it's affecting the the flow of the game, and it's also like a big safety issue. Yeah. No, I mean, and even if you had like refs sitting there watching like the game live, like how we watch the games. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I think that right there, like you're not, it's not like you're asking for like, why not? I mean, I just, you know, it could be perceived as like, you're asking for like a special, like all these different other cameras. No, 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 no. Like just, just have them watch the game the way we're watching the game. And then tell me that like every call, like then I'll feel better about all the calls that are at, that are going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, so moving on, uh, the Monday night game, uh, the Washington commanders visited the Philadelphia Eagles and da, 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 da. Washington commanders came out on top 32 to 21. Now, uh, <clears throat> moving on to this week, and then I want to talk about where everybody's standing, at least the playoff teams. Um, <clears throat> so, Trevor, looking at, uh, looking into this week, are there any games that really excite you that you're excited to watch? Uh, you know, I think Chiefs Chargers will be a good game. Um, I think Jets Patriots will also be a good game to watch. Jets have already beat the Patriots once this year, so um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that's gonna be a really good competitive game. Um, I I do I I like the Jets uh the Jets Pats game. Um, I'm really excited to see the Cowboys and the Vikings game. Um. The Cowboys definitely have like every bit of momentum to like, like they if they once they get on a roll, I feel like that momentum's not going to stop so easily. Um, and then the Vikings are just they're on they're red hot right now. Um, I think that'll be an interesting game. It's always, again, like you said, Chiefs and Chargers. It's when you start talking about these the teams that are perceived to be at the top of you know their conference right now like the teams that are competing for you know jockeying for position i think it's this is when you start to get down to like every game starting to matter it it Uh, absolutely does so uh let yeah let's talk about the standings real quick and then we'll make our picks for the thursday night game and we'll uh we'll call it a dizzy so um, just taking a look at the playoff picture here. Um, Got to remember. Uh, seven teams make it in. So. Uh, you want to, since you're. Since your team's more of the NFC team. Why don't you talk about the NFC teams and then I'll talk about the AFC teams. Um. All right, I will do my best. Uh, Eagles, you know, NFC East is kind of a crazy division right now. Uh, Commanders have seemingly starting to turn things around. The Giants are just a lot better than anybody thought they were going to be. The Cowboys' defense is fucking 
doing incredible um, and kind of helping pick their offense up a little bit. Um, but Eagles coming off their first loss, I think I think they're going to be fine. Um, I think maybe they just went into that game a little too overconfident. Um, yeah. But they'll bounce back. I'm not worried about it. I think they'll do fine. Uh, NFC West is where things get a lot more interesting, I think, because like, I think for the last couple of years, everybody has said that the NFC West has been the best division uh, in, the, in the NFC. Um, and I was expecting the Rams to come out and be on fire again this year, and the Cardinals, they're expecting them to be a lot better this year. And the 49ers, they're supposed to be healthy finally. And the Seahawks were supposed to be terrible. And it's been like the exact opposite for just about everything. Uh, Seahawks are still number one in division. Uh, we are going to our bye week, though, so hopefully the 49ers lose. Because <laughs> otherwise we'll be back in second place. Cardinals, uh, they just look like a dumpster fire at times. Uh, the Rams, I, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but... You know, they've only scored 148 points this year. That's insane. Yeah. It's kind of mind-blowing. The Seahawks, on the other hand, are second in the NFL with total amount of points. We're literally only behind the Chiefs. Um, And I think it's by like 13 points, so like two two touchdowns. Uh, Vikings... Clearly the best team in their division. Um, they're just fucking playing lights out. And their their defense is making big plays when they need to. Packers are a fucking train wreck. Aaron Rodgers just looks like he doesn't care anymore. Uh, the Lions have been surprisingly competitive, but they're just a really bad defensive team. They're the Lions. Yep. They're still ex- been really exciting to watch, though. Um, yeah. And the Bears are going to waste Justin Fields' talent. Just flat out. Um, he is going to be considered a mediocre quarterback unless he goes somewhere else or the Bears figure things the fuck out. Which it sucks because like he's super talented and he could be a lot better. But it's the Bears. Um, NFC South. Fuck, man, that division is rough. Um, at the beginning of the year, would you think the Bucks at this point in the season would be five and five? Nope. They're also the only team in their division that's at five hundred on the season so far. The Falcons. Nobody really expected them to play any any particularly. Good. Um, Panthers, I already got super hyped about them getting Baker Mayfield. And I don't think Baker Mayfield's even been playing the last couple weeks, has he? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, you know, the Saints are just haven't been very good either since a lot of their key players and Sean Payton left and Drew Brees retired along with a lot of their offensive linemen. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, their core talent 
all retired. So they're definitely in a rebuild mode. But um, if I had to pick a team that was going to go to the NFC Championship game right now. Two teams in the game. Who, who are you taking? Probably Eagles-Vikings. Unless the 49ers are healthy. And then I would probably say Eagles Cardinal or Eagles 49ers. Nice. Nice. Well, looking over at the AFC. Um, so over in the AFC East, uh, Dolphins hold a slim lead on first at seven and three. Um, the Jets and the Bills are sitting at six and three. And then the Pats are sit, sitting at five and four. Um, the Dolphins, I think their biggest thing is, is as long as Tua can stay healthy, uh, they can basically score with it, the best of them. Um, the Jets, I, you know, it's they're surprising. They're tough. Um, and I think that they're going to be a team that probably surprises somebody in the playoffs. Um the Bills, I think, are the second-best team in the AFC. Um, and then the Pats, unfortunately, I feel like they're on the outside looking in, and that's how that's going to be for them right now. Um, moving on to the AFC North, uh, you know, you, you got the Ravens sitting atop at 6-3. and three. Uh, Then you have the Bengals at 5-4. and four. The Browns and the Steelers finish it out at 3-6. and six. Um, the Browns again, look great on paper, not performing on the field. Um, you know, it, with Deshaun coming in, does, does that mean that maybe things are going to turn around? Well, it's, it's a little, you know, too little, too late. Um, the Steelers, I think they, they made a good move getting rid of Claypool. Um, they're developing their young guys, getting them a lot of reps. Their defense is really good. Um, I think as soon as their offense kind of starts clicking, I think they'll be a, a, a good, you know, dangerous threat uh, to kind of battle against the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals, I feel like everybody's kind of figured out. It's, there's there's no more surprise. There's no more shock and awe. They know who you are. Um, and then injuries have, have hurt them quite a bit. Um, the Ravens are just a head scratcher, man. You know, it's like, They've been quietly decent this whole year. Um, I can't make heads or tails of them on how I feel about them. Um, so yeah, just I don't know. They're they're like the biggest question mark out of all like the division leaders. Um, the AFC South, you have the Titans sitting atop uh, at six and three. You have the Colts next at four and five. You have the Jaguars at three and seven, and then you have the Texans at one and seven and one. Oh, sorry, the Colts are also have a tie game. My bad, my bad. Um, what can I say? I mean, the the Colts, Jags, and the Texans are all in this weird state, but they're all in different states of like weirdness because the Texans not really future lies as far as how they're like the direction of their team. They're like at the start of the rebuild. The Jags are getting close to, like, rebuild's almost done. And uh, the Colts, 
who knows? Maybe Jeff Saturday turned them around. I don't know. Um, the Titans got an easy, you know, end of the playoffs here in, with this division. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do as quarter at quarterback for the Titans. Um, I think you go Tannehill just because of the experience and, you know, kind of see what happens. But um, now to what was supposed to be what everybody thought was going to be the most competitive division in the league this year due to everybody that came to this division, the AFC West. Uh, so the Chiefs are right now are, are at number one with at seven and two. The Chargers are at in second place at five and four. Then you have the Broncos at three and six, and then you have the Raiders at two and seven. Chiefs, there's nothing really to say. They they are they are who we thought they were. They're a good team. Um, I think they're the best team in the AFC. They can get within. They can battle with anybody. No problems. No questions asked. Uh, Chargers, I think the injury bug is what killed them. Um, they might get a pull off a win against Kansas City this week, just due to the fact that rivalry games are always tough. They're always competitive. I don't care who you're, you know, who it is, but you know, division games are always tough. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I think injuries have definitely hurt them. Um, I'm, I'm kind of wondering who's going to be the, uh, like the Jim Kelly or the Peyton Manning. Um, is it going to be Herbert or is it going to be Josh Allen? Because clearly, Mahomes is all is is destined to just continue to be the guy um, that is going to you know hopefully keep winning. Uh, the Broncos probably have the saddest excuse and the saddest outlook on their future because they wasted a bunch of money on bum ass Russell Wilson. And the Raiders again, you're like the Browns, like you look great on paper, but where where are the results? Yeah, uh, I hope that the Broncos lose the rest of their games this year because I really want them to get us a top five first round pick. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, who I think is going to be in the AFC Championship game, though, um, obviously Kansas City is, is one of them. And um, if I'm being really like 100% honest with you, I would like to say that it'd be cool to see like the Jets or the Dolphins, but I think it's going to be the Bills. I don't know. I think the pills are good, but I don't. I don't think that they're set up to succeed long term. Just everything runs through one guy. Um, you know, the Panthers did that for a few years, and then look at CMC the last couple of years dealing with nothing but injuries. Uh, struggling to stay healthy. Um, and when they got a quarterback, Ken Newton, they made him fucking do all the work too. And his career ended pretty quickly. Um, yeah, Cam's peak was definitely, it plateaued and fell off pretty quick. It did. And it's because when you run your offense through your quarterback like that and you're making them run the ball as much as they do, uh, they, you know, they're going to take a lot of hits. And they're just they're not going to last as long. So uh, I'd say, it, but the Bills they might be they might be wasting Josh Allen. 
Maybe. Maybe. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of what they do. Um, the one thing I said, and I've been saying it all season long, and I know I've said it to you a few times, is that it's funny that everybody in the AFC paid all this money to go get better. And I say that with quotations. Um, and the Chiefs ended up saving a shitload of money, and it's looking like it's working out for the Chiefs. You know, like it absolutely has. You know, who we picked up for, you know, losing Tyreek Hill. It doesn't seem like we're we're missing Tyreek that much. We called uh, it though. But it is what it is. Uh so the Thursday night game this week, uh tonight is the uh you have the um Tennessee Titans visiting the um Green Bay Packers. Trevor, who you got? Um Titans. Yeah, you know, um, I normally I'd agree with you. Um, I just, I, for me, the problem really is like going to keep coming down to, um, you know, the QB play of the Titans. Um, relying so much on their run game is definitely rough. Um, I think Green Bay turns this into kind of a shootout and, you know, just ekes out a win. I just don't trust the Packers. I don't, I don't trust Aaron Rodgers. Um, he just looks checked out, man. And I don't think their defense is going to be able to stop a healthy Derrick Henry. Yeah, no, I hear you. I don't disagree, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping for a good Thursday night game. So, Um, yeah, with that being said, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Um, Trevor, you got anything else you want to add? I do not. Um, I'm going to go take some muscle relaxers um, and go back to bed. Because I'm starting to feel kind of shitty again. So I'll probably take some more cold medicine. And yeah. Okay. Well, sounds good. Well, folks, thank you for tuning in uh, to the No Name Sports Show. Um, the next show you will hear will be a test episode that was supposed to be released last week. Uh, but I waited uh, to get kind of some things cleaned up on it. And um, I think it sounds good. So. Check out the test for Tuesday. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, Anyway, that's uh, just Trevor. And I'm Evan Money. And we will see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.